This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us and so excited to highlight the ministry we're highlighting today, but I'm not going to tell you what it is just yet. Just hang on. We want to invite you to connect with us online. That's right, Jim. So um, we've been adding a few things to our websites. We want to just encourage people to go to iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And, um, you know, we have a contact page there. We are going to be having some contests coming up that are going to use that page. So hint, hint, get familiar with it. And um, I just want to encourage people to realize that they can listen to past shows, they can search for them, or they can subscribe and get them all in their iTunes. Jim likes to get phone calls, too, on our listener line, 866-713-9675. That's 866-713-WORK. All right. Thank you, Martha. Appreciate that. You know, almost five years ago, Martha actually figured this out before I did. She uncovered the story of Peter Fleisla from Polydex Screening, Screen Corporation, Polydex Screen Corporation, and the radical transformation of Jesus in his life and the formation of a ministry giving team in his workplace and the creation of a ministry called His Way at Work. Mm-hmm. For several years, uh, we were unable to track down Peter, but Dr. Steve Steff, who wrote the book, The Business Card, documenting Peter's story, he kept me up to date on all the developments on His Way at Work. Well, today, we're going to talk to the new CEO of His Way at Work, Chris Patton. I'm so excited that our I Work For Him audience is finally going to get the details on this incredible ministry blossoming out of North Carolina that is transforming lives not only there, but across the country. Chris Patton, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Martha. Glad to be here. Well, and we're excited. We're super excited to meet you in D.C., and we're really excited to, to get to highlight your ministry. And if I say Peter's last name wrong in front of 500 people again, <laughs> I don't know what I could do. I mean, that was just really embarrassing that day. But We've practiced a we, lot we since have, then. We've, we've practiced <laughs> it many, many times. All right, so Chris Patton, tell us how you became a follower of Jesus. We always start off our new guests on the show with telling us that story. How did you become a follower of Jesus? Well, I appreciate you asking that, Jim. I think that's a great way to start off every show. I was 10 years old, um, had grown up in the church, as you've heard probably many of your uh, guests say that they had a drug problem at a young age. Their parents <laughs> drugged the church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and I was one of those drug kids. And uh, so I'd always been around the church, and then at 10 years old, I was actually staying with my grandmother, uh not too far from where I am now in Rock Hill, South Carolina at the time, and uh, watching a TV show, 
it was a ministry show, and as soon as the show was over, I turned to her and said I had some questions, and she shut everything down and focused on me, and within a few minutes had answered my questions, and I was on my knees praying at a green on a green vinyl couch uh, <laughs> in, that, in her old house uh, about, well, I won't say a bunch of years ago. I won't say exactly <laughs> Hey, you just said green vinyl couch. It just said 60s, 70s, or leftovers into the 80s, so everybody already knows. Exactly. That's awesome. So was, you know, let's just let's just take a segue. So what industry did your family grow up in? Well, my grandfather was in the car business. Early on in his life, he was driving uh, used vehicles back and forth from Pennsylvania down to South Carolina. And uh, in 62, he got into a partnership in a dealership, a Volkswagen dealership in Rock Hill. And uh, from that point on, we've been in the car business. So my dad left working for his dad uh, in 73 and moved to Georgia. And they opened a, a bought a, a bankrupt VW store there. And uh, I was uh, at 9, 10 years old working in the dealership and the family business in the summers. And for the rest of my life, up until the last six months, have been in the car business. I've got two younger brothers, uh, the middle one. Uh, has taken over the business as I have exited, but um, it's been that industry as long as I can remember. We got people listening all over Georgia as well. What was the name of that car dealership? That car dealership is uh, the Mike Patton Auto Family, and we represent uh, Ford Lincoln, Honda, and uh, Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Nice. Honda. I like that Honda thing in there. We, we do like our Honda Odysseys here in the Brangenberg family. We got, <laughs> 250, we got 253 out of the last one. All right. So then, okay, so you're growing up in the new car business, which means you sold used cars too. And you know what everybody thinks Absolutely. about used car people. Was faith, you came to Christ at 10, was faith an integral part of your family life growing up in the car business? Absolutely. Um, you know, we can talk more about the detail later as far as the differences. Uh, between my approach and my father's approach, but from the very beginning, as a child in that household and as an employee in the family business, it was clear that he has always modeled or or, uh, attempted to run his business and his family according to biblical principles. And he has just, my dad gave me an example to live by and and constantly made it clear uh, that that's our focus. And it came from his father. So it was a a good thing to pass down. So as far as the family life, always involved in the the church, always uh, doing our part and trying to grow in that relationship, Um, he did not overtly share faith in the workplace because I don't know about you, but uh, most in that generation, and even I was brought Mm -hmm. up, you keep business separate from politics, religion, and SEC football. You don't let those combine. So. <laughs> you know what? I grew up in Minnesota, where football, oh. not something to be celebrated. I know there's Vikings fans listening. Don't Careful. take offense. Don't take offense. But you're not, you know, and, and Gophers fans, but okay. But football in the Southeast is 
is more religion often than the Baptist right. church. I mean, mm, it's serious that's stuff right. here. <laughs> mm, that's awesome. So we're going to get some interesting comments based oh, on yes, that. Oh, yes, we are. I'm right going to so. get hate mail on that one today, Chris. Okay, so Chris, <laughs> now that um, the Lord has moved you away from that family business, um, how do you, and you are now with His Way at Work, I want to say that again for people who didn't catch that at the beginning, what's the sure. significance of that in your life? <laughs> wow. Um, I don't want to over uh, emphasize this or make this out to be too big a deal because I'm sure there are people out there listening that have had, that have made much bigger decisions uh, and taken a bigger leap than I have in my family. But the significance here is I, I imagined as the oldest son in the family business, third generation, that's where I would retire. I, I just right. figured that was all I would ever do. Um, I had one job in my life outside of the dealership, and that was waiting tables in college the summer after I graduated in an effort to make sure I wanted to go back and do the car business. And so that's all I've ever imagined. In our family, you know, I grew up in LaGrange, uh, had been there except for a time away at college, my first three years of marriage. I've been there all my life. So Mm -hmm. to leave LaGrange, to leave the family business, to step out into a, a ministry, a nonprofit, is it's just completely foreign to me. And then for my family, my wife is a uh, fourth grade school teacher, uh, kids, all three in college. And for us to basically sell the house, sell the camper, uh, get rid of all the, the stuff there and to move into a, uh, a new job, new market. My wife is not going to teach initially. So we're looking for friends. We're looking for relationships. It's just mm-hmm. there's not one section of my life, Martha, that hasn't changed in the last six months. And when we come back, we're going to talk a lot more about the specifics of the ministry, His Way at Work, which people sure. can find online, hwaw.com. But why don't you give 30-second intro to what His Way at Work is all about? Great. Uh, I'll take 30 seconds and turn into two minutes. Is that okay? Yeah, you go right ahead. I might interrupt you, but you go ahead. Yeah. So his way at work, Jim, is a ministry that effectively provides coaches into the businesses and teaches the businesses how to create a caring culture, effectively bringing God's love into the workplace, sharing it and, and just flowing over the employees with God's love and creating that caring culture so that through that, one, People come to know about Jesus Christ, but also those employees and that company begins to share that love outside to vendor suppliers, to customers, and into the community. I love that. I love that. We're going to step away from an interview with Chris Patton from His Way at Work, HWAW.com, so you can hear the backstory behind the ministry. Dr. Steve Steff wrote a book many years back called The Business Card. In this book, Steve writes about the that writes about and documents Peter Freisla's remarkable Jesus transformation in his life and then in his business. I pulled Steve in here so that you could connect the dots as we, as we have mentioned many times on I Work Ram, The Business Card. What a great book. Love for you to read that book. Check it out online. Amazon's got copies, The Business Card. All right. Hey, Steve, thanks for jumping in here to give us a little background on the story behind His Way at Work and the remarkable salvation story of Peter Freisla. How did you first hear about Peter's story? 
Jim, uh, first, it's always a treat to be with you. I appreciate the opportunity, as always. Um, how did I first hear about Peter and his story? My dear friend, Mark Kress, who at the time was, well, he's, he's still the founder of, of um, Corporate Chaplains of America. Uh, Mark and I were talking about a book that I was working on at the time, uh, having to do with uh, chivalry. And we we started talking about, or he started telling me about Peter and some of the incidents with uh, uh, that Peter had experienced with his business card and the bold statement on the back of that business card. So I, I didn't want a third person testimony on that. So we arranged to travel to Spartanburg, meet Peter firsthand, and have Peter be able to to tell me his story. So we uh, we go to Spartanburg, keep our appointment there. We go to lunch and. And Peter tells me this, this same story that, that Mark has shared with me. And it's a pretty phenomenal story. And then, and then he goes in and tells me another one. And then he tells me another one. And so we're sitting at lunch, and, and he gave me the, the highlights of about six different insta- uh, instances where this business card or the statement on the back of the business card has had a significant impact uh, whether it be on vendors or some of his own employees, associates, or whether it be customers. So kind of changed streams, uh, ditched the idea of the book that I was working on, took up the idea from a new book that we had uh, already uh, identified a title of the business card before we ever left lunch, and then it's all history from there. And we've put out a, a, roughly 20,000 copies to date, I think. So it's it's been a great book. It's been a great testimony for Peter and, and for his way of work. It's uh, uh, Peter's primary ministry. Well, so why don't you give us the short synopsis, a couple, two, three minute synopsis of Peter's story that you highlight in the book, The Business Card? Yep. Yeah, that'd be a treat. Uh, Peter has uh, always been just a good, God fearing, God believing man, but he uh, was on a retreat, a spiritual retreat, several years ago now. Uh, I believe the retreat was down in. Uh, Atlanta, or the Atlanta area, and the priest that he was working with asked him to meditate on uh, different passages during the during the course of this silent retreat. And one of the passages that the priest uh, advised Peter to meditate on that had to do with loving your brother as yourself. And Peter had to come to grips during his meditation time with who exactly is my brother. And during that time, God spoke to Peter to say, your brother is the people that work with you, that work for you. Everyone you encounter is, in fact, your brother from my perspective. And this was a, a huge, huge change from for Peter. Uh, he was a very hard-driving businessman, uh, German background, German work ethic, which is a good thing. But... The work environment at Polydex Screen, his business, was so brutal at the time that it had gotten to the point that the temp agencies in the Greenville, Spartanburg area would no longer send uh, temporary workers to work for Polydex. It was just, just too brutal an environment. During the course of this spiritual retreat, this silent retreat, and, and Peter coming to grips with, these people are, in fact, my brothers. They're not merely my employees. Uh, it, it it's just a remarkable spiritual change for him. But within a matter of a few weeks of returning from that spiritual retreat, they did an all hands on deck meeting where he literally stood and apologized to his employees for the way they had been treated for some time. I uh, told him what God was doing in his heart and in his life. 
and made the commitment to his employees to change the nature of their workplace, which they have done. They continue to do. They continue to take changes that the world, you know, the nature of the world, Jim, is that it, it keeps creeping back in as it does anywhere, even the church. Uh, so Peter and his senior leadership team are constantly vigilant to uh, to make sure that they are running Polydeck Screen in a place that, in, in, in a way that not only um, pleases Christ, but that exalts Christ in that workplace. Great story. Great story. Well, okay. Now, Dr. Steve Steph, as we talk about the business card, the story that you wrote about Peter Freisla, he is the CEO, the founder of Polydex Screen. What I want to know is, you know, where the title of the book come from? As we as we know that the show today is all about the ministry that has spun out of all this called His Way at Work, HWAW.com. But what's the business card have to do with this? Yeah, I'm sorry. I should, have, I should have told you that as we were sitting there talking. One of the at lunch, uh, and Peter was relating these stories to me. Obviously, I had one of his business cards in my hand, and as you turn his business card over, it has the mission statement and the core values statement of Polydeck Screen on the back of that business card, uh, and the core values, which are quite frankly our core values that anyone would ascribe to. There's nothing uh, in in particular about those core values other than the business card very clearly says based on the Christian values of, and then goes on to state the values there. So this, this bold core values statement and the foundation of those core values is printed on the back of the business card for everyone that works at Polydex Screen. So therein was the, therein was the risk and the boldness that they had. Well, and it came to a head at a meeting. They had a a customer that was using their screen and they had complained about the performance of their screen and they're sitting down at a round table and it was going ugly. Do you remember the rest of that story? Oh, well, the, 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 the book, the neat thing that I enjoyed writing the book and about the book is it's really just, it's not a real long story. It's a collection a little vignettes, a collection of little stories where this business card has had an impact. Uh, one of them, for instance, is one of their um, one of their biggest clients, a huge client in Indonesia, I believe, is a Muslim-based company. And here we have a business card that talks about the Christ-centered values of and and lists those Christ those values. So, how was this company going to respond to? having a Christ-centered statement on the back of a business card. There's a huge risk there for their business. Uh, another one of the stories, it talks about how they, they'd run into a conflict, one you just mentioned, with, with a client and some of the materials that they had out there, and there was some question on how it's going to be handled as far as warranty and whose fault is this and who's responsible for that. And as they sat over the table and he handed the client the CEO of the client company, the business card, and he flipped it over. He said, I want you to know that anything that we do relative to you and our job and our, our materials is going to be guided by these by these uh, core values. And then if I or any of my people should do anything that, that is in conflict or varies in any way from these core values, uh, I want you to let me know directly. And immediately, I mean, immediately, as though the Holy Spirit had taken control of the room, the, the whole tone and, and tenor of the meeting changed. 
and it was no longer an adversarial meeting, but one where the client knew from that point on, this man is being guided by a higher power than who makes money and who loses money on this. And uh, there's just story after story like that where there's no no other way than the power of the Holy Spirit to believe that, that the lives have been touched and changed through the power of this business car. Well, let me ask you one more question. You've been involved with Polydex Screen Corporation for a number of years now and in writing Peter's story. And, and just really quick, how has working with Peter and seeing his faith lived out and his work impacted Dr. Steve Steff? Well, yeah, that, that, that's a great question. I, uh, one of the things that I enjoyed several years back so much about working with Corporate Chaplains of America and then companies like Polydex Screen that I'm working with now, as a matter of fact, uh, they're one of our clients, uh, Transforming Leadership's clients, is the opportunity to see how these very successful business people live out their faith and understand that they are in that business because God has put them in that business. Uh, so, you know, God put them there and God could take them out, but, but their business is there for the glory of God. And I've got to tell you, that even at this point, even at this age, and even doing this as long as I have, uh, being able to work with men and women like Peter Freisler and, and just to see the love they have for their people, to see that lived out, to see every decision that they make for their business being filtered through Christ-centered core values. It is is a blessing beyond measure. I, be, I it, love it. Doc, every, every, Dr. Steve yeah. Steff with Transforming Leadership. Find him online, tleadership.com. Thanks for being on I Work For Him. Thanks for sharing a little bit of the His Way at Work and Peter Freisler's story. Jim, God bless you. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks, Dr. Steff. So glad you got to hear from Dr. Steve Steff as he put into writing the story behind Polydex Screen and the formation of His Way at Work, the story of Peter Freisla. And so excited that Martha and I finally got to meet Peter in Washington, D.C. on that trip where we went to the Museum of the Bible and the the conference up there in D.C. this spring. But we're back. We're now back with Chris Patton, who's the new CEO of His Way at Work. And again, you can find His Way at Work online at hiswayatwork.com, hiswayatwork.com. So, Chris, you know, it's one you said right before the break in the first segment that, hey, you're really just trying to create you're, you're working with companies to create a caring culture. When you were in the car business, as you were running that car business. How did you guys did you I mean, I, I imagine Peter saw you living that out, which is why I said, hey, Chris, I'm going to pull you out of there. I want you to teach others how to do it. How how did you live out your faith in the car business, creating a caring culture? Great question, Jim. And honestly, I could take every bit of this segment describing Mm -hmm. um, what you've just asked about for two reasons. One, because I can tell you what I did, but I can also tell you what I missed. And I think Mm -hmm. for the people listening, that's probably more important. So (laughs) very briefly, back in in 2000, God got a hold of me. I told you earlier I was a Christian at 10 years old, but at 30 years old, God really got a hold of me, and I went on a— uh, care, and it's been 18 years now, daily quiet time, really studying, trying to figure out what does he want. And that's what led me to this idea of taking business and faith and instead of keeping them separate, bringing them together. So I started implementing this in the business, much in the same way as Peter did 
uh, in his business, Polydeck. But a huge difference. I came in with a shotgun approach, <laughs> and I said, I need to show God's love. I need to evangelize. I need to reach people for Christ. I want to impact people for eternity. My employees, customers, community members, vendors, suppliers, that kind of thing. And so my shotgun approach was I tried to hit everybody all the time with all these different activities, and that was the start. And so we did quite a bit with the the Mike Patton Auto family. We had a chaplain that was there every week, a couple of days a week, uh, doing Bible studies. We we gave to local ministries. We worked with uh, employees' needs and, and helped fund crisis. Um, we worked mm-hmm. in the community. We just we hit it in a lot of different ways. We put Bibles in the in the glove box of every vehicle we sold, and oh. the cover said an owner's manual for life. No, oh, way. I love that idea. Yeah, yeah great. Wait, slow, slow down there for a second. We never thought of that. Everybody, just stop for a minute. That's listening. Don't 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 take your hands off the wheel. If you know a car dealer, if you are friends with a car dealer, or you are a car dealer, Chris Patton, tell them this idea again. So we took a we. I don't have the uh, name of the company in front of me, but we found a company that does custom printed covers for the New mm-hmm. Testament. And this one says owner's manual for life. And we put it in the glove box alongside the vehicle owner's manual. And on every new and used vehicle, every wholesale unit, every vehicle we send out on dealer trade, and there's that New Testament in that glove box. And we don't tell the customer. We don't mm-hmm. push it. We don't shove it. We just put it there and uh, and just let God distribute it as he wills and see what happens. Hey, we're talking with Chris Patton today. He's the CEO of His Way at Work. And we we're asking some back questions for him on what it looked like when he was the CEO of a car dealership chain in LaGrange. It was LaGrange, Georgia, right? That's right. That's right. Okay. I don't know where that is because we haven't driven About through LaGrange South yet. of Atlanta. Oh, so south. is it like off of 75 south kind of thing? or Off of 85. Off of 85. Down, from Atlanta down toward Montgomery. Got it. Okay. All right. The other direction. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I love that idea. All right. I'm sorry I interrupted, but I want to make sure everybody heard that because that is a fantastic idea. Well, we can't claim to have originated that idea, but we're good uh, copy and paste. Hey, that's what it's so, all about. God said don't exactly. reinvent things, you know, just share that's them. Right. That's right. So, so what I was sharing is I did a lot, not I, but we, we, we instituted a lot within that mm-hmm. business. And so much was happening. And, and even to the point of in, back in 2011, my wife said, you need a hobby. And evidently I was driving her crazy. Jim, I'm sure you've never experienced that. But Poor Martha. for me, I was, driving, I was driving my wife crazy, and she said, get a hobby. So I ended up starting a blog. It was called Christian Faith at Work. And I wrote from the trenches, what does it look like to implement and integrate your faith into your workplace and, and try to run the business as a platform for ministry? And that's effectively over several different steps after that. That's where Peter and I connected. Hmm. But here's the problem, and here's what His Way at Work helps a business owner do that I missed after 15 years of trying to do this in the workplace. And that is Peter figured this out early on. He had an, a, an employee uh, out on a team of people fixing a house in the community. And the employee came up to him and said, we've done a lot of this, Peter, but there's a problem. And Peter said, what's the problem? And the employee said, you've got your employees working on houses that are nicer than some of theirs. 
and it just crushed him. And he stepped back and he realized, I need to start with the employees. Stop. Mm. I need to pour love on them, focus on them, and eventually that will turn around and spread outward into the customer's vendor's community. And so what he did in this model is set up a caring team within the business and gave them a budget and charged them with determining, and this is, these are entry-level employees on this team, not a leadership team, but entry-level employees set up the team, love on these employees. That's what you got to do. Spend this money and love on employees. Hmm. I came in with a shotgun approach, and I said employees, customers, community, everybody, and I never got the buy-in and the, the, the momentum from the employees taking ownership of it. So if I turned my attention away from it, our efforts would, would go slack. If sure. I focused on it, it was driven. But with Peter's model and the His Way at Work model, once you get the employees to realize, hey, you're serious as a business owner, you really do want to show them love, they, one, they start asking why, and you can share with them the gospel. But number two, they start seeing you're serious about it, and then they spread it to each other, to their customers, community, and on and on. And it's it, that critical part, Jim, I missed in our business and wish I could go back 15 years and put that in first. But you've got brothers there that you can talk to. And, and what, how was your, now that you're learning these things, can you go back and help them implement those changes? Absolutely. Absolutely. So my brother, Brian is the middle one. He's the one running the business. Now he and I agreed once he got settled in his new job, uh, because I dumped mine on him. <laughs> and once I got settled here that we would circle back and, and absolutely uh, bring people in to help them do what I've figured out we should have done from the beginning. Well, I, I just got to encourage it not to beat yourself up because I am sure there was still an impact, but sometimes you make an impact and you don't know the impact you're making. That's don't, true. don't beat yourself up That's, too much. First of all, I'm, you're, you're a car dealer getting... who loved Jesus. I get it. <laughs> and I only, I only emphasize that because it is such a dramatic difference that, that his way at work brings to the table. Mm-hmm. So many CEOs, and I don't want to. I don't want to paint with too broad a brush. But our mindset is let's let's get doing something, and so we do a bunch of things, even though they may not all be the best thing to do at the beginning. Number one, number two, we're thinking how do we not necessarily market this? I don't. We never marketed our faith, but it's how do we get the message out into the community and bigger scale? But this model with his way at work is you start small, you start with the employees, you focus heavily there. And then the growth and the uh, impact is exponential after that. Mm-hmm. So hey, we're, talk- we're talking with Chris Patton from he- His Way at Work. He's the CEO of His Way at Work, hiswayatwork.com, H-W-A-W.com. So, Chris, one of the things as you were just sharing, like how you, you got to understand how His Way at Work, you know, their approach, and that you saw that that would be a, have been a better way for you, is that what led you to going all in and to leaving everything you'd ever known that you were describing earlier, you know, leaving the home and the, the area and starting over and leaving the family business. Um, Giving up your company car. <laughs> or, or, yeah. Man, <laughs> preach it, brother. That's probably one of the hardest things I've done. You had to buy your own car. Well, I'll yeah. be the truth. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I had to, yeah. I had to get, I had to get out of, I was driving a uh, Ford F-250 pulling a camper, and mm. I had to sell the camper because I lost the 250. 
That's why the campers. The only came reason up I know that is we did the we we sold used cars on the side for 15 yeah. years, and when we got out of the car business, we had to buy our own cars, and we're like, wow, we haven't had to own a car in 15 oh, and years. And then you have to wash it because you didn't sell it that week, oh, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So um, we get that, but first world problem. It right? is oh, truly my. first world problems, but. But, They're 1% problems. But my question really yeah. goes back to the heart. I mean, you saw sure. that you could probably perpetuate on a much bigger scale by teaching lots of companies the yeah. His Way at Work approach um, and then also be able to implement it back in your family business. How do you, um, wh- what made you make that decision to say, yes, this is what God's calling me to do next? Two things. Number one, the vision that I've had since 2003. I was trying to figure out if I'm going to run this business according to, to uh, God's desires. What does he want from me? How do I keep score, really? I knew profit is not the end goal of a business that is focused on him. It's the necessity, but not the end goal. So what does that look like? And what I determined was the only thing he doesn't already have are the souls of the people that have not yet come into relationship with him. And so how do I do that? And I'm reading in 1 Corinthians 3, Paul talks about laying the foundation of Christ. You build on that foundation, and that whatever you built will be tested by God's fire. If it survives the fire, if it's eternal, then you are rewarded. If it's not, then you lose a reward, you escape it just barely. And I'm trying to figure out what does that look like in the car business? And I see 19 acres of scorched black earth after it's all been tested by fire. And the only thing I see left are silhouettes of people that I realized at the time represented the souls of the people we would impact for eternity by the way we ran the business. Hmm. My job description then in 03 became two words, add silhouettes. Run the business in such a way as to add silhouettes. As I went into the blog in 2011, I realized I can multiply silhouettes if I teach other business owners how to do the same thing. So I'm not just adding one at a time, I'm multiplying by spreading that message. So when Peter came along, that vision just fit with what his way at work does. So that's mm. the first answer. The and when we answer, come back, we'll get that second answer as we talk <laughs> with Chris Patton, the CEO of His Way at Work. Check him out online, hwaw.com. That's right. So right before the break, Chris, you were talking about um, how this understanding that you had gotten about adding silhouettes, and then you had this next point that you you said there were two points um, that, I don't know what that second point is. In. And then Jim jumped in for the break. It's my job. Yeah, it is. That's the job. Yeah. So the second point is this, Martha. If God makes it clear to you whether it fits the vision you've had in the past or not, if you're serious about your faith, then you just follow what he leads. Mm. And for us, when I first got the phone call, actually it came from Mark Crest, who was founder of Corporate Chaplains of America, friend of Peter's, mm-hmm. and said, would you be interested in, in a job? And I said, well, I've, I've got a job. Why would I, why would I want another one? And uh, so he went on to describe what he was talking about, and, and I said, you know, Mark, I will listen because I've been told recently that if an opportunity like this comes up, I, I should just listen and see what God's doing. And if he's in it, it'll be clear. If he's not, it'll also be clear. So my wife and I started praying immediately. We fasted that first week and prayed, and just my prayer was this. God, make it clear, stupid clear, which means clear for the stupid, <laughs> that if this is you, great, I'm in. I don't even know what it is yet, but I'm in. 
if it's not you, don't let me jump because I can I can be spontaneous. I can see something I really like and jump on it. But I didn't want to look back six months later, right. running into the brick wall of the challenge of the move or the transition or some other big block in front of me and look back and wonder, was it God or was it me? And so mm-hmm. when he made it crystal clear uh, through, I can't even enumerate the times that he did it over the six months of transition. He made it crystal clear this is what he wanted us to do, so so I jumped. So let's get into his way at work in this final segment, make sure he really gives people some meat to chew on. This mission of creating a caring culture within a company, that's what, that's what uh, his way at work's been all about for a number of years. Now under the direction of Chris Patton, you know, where do you see his way at work heading next? Well, so first of all, we've had two employees other than our coaches, two employees in a kind of the corporate office, you would say, for the past several years. And these two have been doing the work of five or six people. And it's phenomenal for me to be able to come on board and be with a team of like that. And then mm-hmm. we just hired a fourth person for an administrative manager. Um, so the first thing that I've got to get down is who does what, where does the team fit best, what jobs do they do best, and so forth. And then the goal here is to scale this organization, not for our purposes, but for his. And that idea is how many more businesses can we impact how, how many more coaches can we get and more clients or, or members, as we call them, um, to understand this idea, be inspired by it, but also uh, us to empower them and teach them how to do it. Well, let's go back to some of those steps that you help a company or organization take. Well, let me just ask you a question. What kind of organizations and companies will you work with at His Way at Work? We will. We have... Within a very short period of time, we will have offerings or some sort of product for companies anywhere from three to five employees up to uh, 15, 20,000 employees. Obviously, those look different, but, hmm. but there's the opportunity for all those. So the sweet spot is probably anything, anybody with a company from 15 or 30 employees up to three or four or 500. We, we do have a couple of companies, one at 2,500 employees, one at 16,000. And so we do some different things there, but the sweet spot are in those small to mid-sized companies. All right. And can you help nonprofit organizations or can they only be for-profit organizations? That's a great question. I don't have an answer for you. I would, I would initially say for-profit, but, I would not, it would be case by case. I would not exclude a nonprofit. Just depends mm-hmm. on the situation. I think our our uh, model is best fit for the uh, for-profit business, but that's the first time I've heard that question, and I have not addressed it before. So All right, well, I'll we'll have to let, look at that. We'll let you mull on that one. Another question. Thank you. There are employees listening today from all over the country, and they'll, the, and the podcast we listen to you know, many days into the future and they're going, I want my company to be a company that focuses on building kingdom caring culture. And how do they, and maybe they have a boss that says they're a Christ follower. How do they approach them to let them know about the ministry of his way at work? Man, that is a great question. And initially, the the first thing I would say is, you know, they're not in a, a decision-making position based on the way you described it. Right. So mm-hmm. they may feel somewhat helpless. So here's what I would suggest right off the bat, and this is 
not a pitch, but a true answer to your question. Go on to hwaw.com, look for under the store, look for the business card. Jim, you've seen that book. Steve is the one that you just talked about, wrote yep. it. If they can get that book in that CEO's hands, mm-hmm. he or she will, if they will read that book and they have a heart toward Christ, but just haven't really known how that applies to the workplace, that book answers it. It's a beautiful story and it's very concise. It's an easy book to, to pass on. Well, let me just ask just this idea. question, Chris Patton. If, if somebody calls into our, our listener line today and says, I want a copy of the business card so I can give it to my boss, are you willing to give me one today? To do I'm that? willing to give you one. One. Okay, I'll, I get one. Wow, okay. So I don't um, need it because I've read it many times, but I we'd like to give it to have. a listener. If you want to get a copy you know what, of the business card. You know what, yes, Jim? You, what? you ask, and I'll tell you what, if you give me to the end of the day, I'm going to have a coupon, and it will be, the code will be, I work for him. Just call it all caps so nobody gets confused. Okay. I work for him, just like your website. Put a coupon code in there, and we will ship out a free book. Nice. So if they go to your website, hwaw.com, they can figure it out from there. That's well, exactly Whoever right. our winner so, is. All right. Whoever our winner is, that's perfect. Uh, just call into the listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675. You want to get a copy of the business card to give to your boss. And when they read this, mm-hmm. not that story is a phenomenal, phenomenal story. And it, it's so moving. When I read that book a little over five years ago, I was so moved by it. 866-713-9675. Get a business card. And you got to let us know. And we will get you the coupon code. In order to get that done. All right. So here's a question. Another question for you that I didn't tell you I was going to ask. Yesterday on LinkedIn, you posted a picture of his way at work in C12, the leaders meeting together. What kind of, and, and, you, and that's a big, big, big story. Talk about kingdom collaboration. What can we expect to come from the kingdom because of those two huge organizations in the faith and work movement getting together? Well, Jim, you are in D.C., so you saw more than just those these two organizations talk and get mm-hmm. together. I think there's collaboration kind of bubbling up around this industry, so to speak, workplace ministry. As far as specifics for his way of working C12, Mike Shero, who's the CEO of C12 now, he and I go back years before I even got this job or he got his hmm. through my blog and LinkedIn. I've known Buck Jacobs as the founder of C12 since I was a member for nine years back, four or five years ago and back. So there's been relationship there, and therefore we've been such a good complement in what we offer to the C12 companies that we've been working with those guys um, to bring what we do into those member companies, met with some group chairs and and that kind of thing. So there will be continued collaboration there and working together. we are also working on a couple of other projects I can't mention now, but little things that hopefully will help CEOs recognize what they can do within their business. So I think that's great. You know, I personally, that meeting was Peter and I going to Buck and we had Mike in on the phone because he couldn't physically be there. And we were just getting input from a master at, mm. uh, on our five-year plan and making sure that he saw what we were trying to do and just get some feedback from him because we've both known him for many years and wanted his wisdom. So I just want to um, highlight just w- the concept of what you're saying because it's what we talk about on the show and pray about all the time. 
Jim, is that there be collaboration for the kingdom and that what one person is doing fits alongside what other people, what God's called on people's hearts. So you're just being a great example of saying, you know, I don't, you know, we don't own the market on the country of, of Christians, you know, this is for, there's so many people. So I just thank you for that Ready example that you guys are setting and keep it up. Chris, 30 seconds or less. Why should an organization, why should a business contact his way at work? It's a great question. Very simple answer. Um, there are many places to find inspiration and reasons why to take your faith and take God into the workplace and into your business. His Way at Work shows you how. I love that. Chris Patton, CEO with His Way at Work, found online, hwaw.com. Thanks for being an I Work for him today, Chris. Hey, thank you, Jim. Appreciate you having me, and thank mm-hmm. you, Martha. Thank you. Make sure you check out His Way at Work online, hwaw.com. Transform your company culture into a kingdom-caring culture. You've been listening to I Work Frame with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.